It was great to be outdoors this morning. Uh, some of us went out into the neighborhood to pick up trash, and it was, uh, and they took off fast. I was trying to get pictures of everybody, and they were just really getting out and really sweeping the neighborhood. Uh, and it was so nice to be outdoors, even though it's a little bit cool still out there this morning. It just really felt good uh, to see the sunshine and uh, kind of get out and think about spring that is coming. It's not quite here yet, but it's on its way. And it is that time of year when uh, people, maybe you, are thinking about your garden and what you're going to do. How many of you have a garden? All right. How many of you just don't ever do it again? Okay, a few of you. Uh, I'm starting to think about mine. I mean, it's that time of year when you look at your flower beds or your, your raised beds or whatever it is that you have, and you start thinking about what you did last year. And you remember where things were, and all the uh, gardeners tell us, you know, to take pictures of them in each season, so you'll remember what was there, and you'll remember what didn't work in that particular place, and then you'll start thinking about what you want to go in that place. And I didn't get any pictures this past year, but I, I remember things that I, I just was really frustrated with. Uh, thinking, well, this, I thought this would grow really well here or on this side of the house, and it didn't. And so I, I made a mental note, I'm going to do something different and put this somewhere else because I know it will grow. It just, it's good soil in our neighborhood, and I know it'll do well. It just needs to get more sunshine or whatever. But it's definitely that time of year to start making plans and to start thinking. Well, as we've heard in our text this morning, and with our beginning announcement that this is the third Sunday in Lent, as we hear that word Lent, we think about different things. We think about Easter that is coming, or we think about the ashes that we had imposed on our foreheads uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Or if you are giving something up, you might be thinking about that and thinking about it every day, thinking, I want to get it back. Um, <laughs> Or maybe you added something into your life this year. Maybe something that you needed to do that you weren't doing. Whatever it is, it's a, a season for us to think about ourselves. To think about our lives. To think about where we are with God and where we are with our neighbors and where we are in our world. It's about tending to our souls. Well, as we've heard in our gospel text this morning, there is a need for us to tend to our souls, for us to pay attention and to look at ourselves. Usually the other seasons of the year, it's about looking at other things, maybe looking at your neighbor, looking at God or looking at your world. But these 40 days of Lent are for you and for me to look at ourselves, to look inwardly and to tend to our souls. Well, there's a great parable about a fig tree here. Uh, anytime you hear about a fig tree in the Gospels, uh, it's always about repentance. It's about maybe judgment in some ways. Uh, but this one today is really uh, a lesson for us to tend to ourselves, to tend to our souls. And there are several things that I think we can draw from this parable that will help us today to know what it is that we are to do. And by the way, we're having some internet problems today. 
So if weird things show up on our TV sets, you'll know that it's a part of the glitch that we have here this morning. But several uh, things are here for us in this parable. And the first one is that we are to inspect ourselves. Ourselves, not other people, but ourselves. Jesus told this parable, and by the way, he prefaces it with these two incidents that had taken place that were uh, in the current events. If they had had social media back then, there would have been a lot of chatter going on Twitter or Facebook or um, Instagram or uh, Snapchat, whatever it is that you subscribe to. There would be stuff on there about the Galileans and how Pilate had taken the blood of these Galileans and had mixed it in with the sacrifices and how horrible that was. And there would have been speculation about, well, yeah, those Galileans really deserved it. I mean, they really had it coming to them. So this is in their minds and in their conversations. But also about this tower that had fallen. I mean, they didn't have newspapers, but word spread in their neighborhoods and in their villages. Did you hear about the tower at Siloam that fell? And it landed on 18 people, or more, but it killed 18 of them. And probably some were like, yeah, I knew a few of those people, and they, they really had it coming. And it was their own fault. I mean, God finally took them out, took care of them. Jesus says, that's not true. First of all, that's not how God's world works. That's not what God is all about. And he says, if you look at your own life and you don't repent of your own sins, then you're going to head to a path of destruction as well. Jesus is not saying that those things were for their destruction, but he's trying to make a point about looking at your own life. And he wants Israel to hear, hey, Israel, you're going in the wrong direction. He picks up from the words of John the Baptist, right? When he goes out into the wilderness and says, repent. Come and get baptized in this Jordan River and show your repentance, that you're turning your life around. And, and as a nation, you're turning away from this direction, this violent direction that you're on. And you're turning to God and what God wants you to do and be in the world. He says, it's just like this fig tree I'm going to tell you about. It's about inspection. The owner of this vineyard, goes by this tree, you know, for three years, and he sees no fruit that is on it. He's inspecting it. He's looking at it. He's evaluating it, trying to figure out if it is worth the soil that it is planted in. It's about inspection, about looking and being aware of what is there, what is there and, and evaluating the progress. Uh, one of the things that I always think about when we get into the season of Lent is Ignatius of Loyola. And at different times, especially in, in our midweek uh, sessions, uh, we'll use the prayer of examine or Lexio Divina. And it's a great tool for our spiritual disciplines. And one of the things that Loyola, or Ignatius of Loyola did was come up with some questions. Not questions for other people, questions for himself to say, these are some things I want to ask or I need to ask in my own life, to examine my own life, 
Not just once a day, but I think he would do it several times a day. And the questions are, what are the blessings in my life? So he says, set aside a time in your day, whether it's morning or midday or evening, what are the blessings in my life? And then give thanks for them, like we did in our testimonies of praise this morning. And then, where did I meet God or see God at work today? We do that as well in our testimonies of praise. Where have I seen God? Where was God around me today? Like the burning bush we heard about in Exodus. Uh, Did we see the bush burning? Did we see, did we hear God calling us to come toward Him? Third, what happened in my day? What did I learn? How did I feel? Being mindful of your day. Where did I fall short of God's will today? Maybe if you're writing this out in a journal, that would be something you would say, well, I you know, messed up here today. I didn't do this, or I said this hurtful thing to someone around me. Uh, five, offer tomorrow's plans and myself to God. Six, pray for the needs of others in my life. And seven, close with the Lord's Prayer. This is just a very practical way to examine yourself, to inspect yourself, to look at the fig tree that you are and say, do I see any growth there? Or do I just see blight? That my soul is diseased because of things that I've allowed to come into it that are not good. And they are slowly, sometimes quickly, destroying my soul and therefore my identity, my life. It is good for us to examine. And so this season, let's do that. Let's ask ourselves, who are we? What is it that God has created me to do? And how is my faithfulness in the world? We get so caught up, like the people that were in Jesus' day, by thinking about other people. We like to get our noses in other people's business, don't we? I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to poke out things in other people and say, look at what what they did. Or did you hear what such and such did? Bless their hearts. Stole that line from my wife's comedy routine. And we love to do that. But Jesus says, don't do that. Look at yourself. Look at that plank in your own eye, right? Take care of that. And you'll be plenty busy just working on yourself. Inspect yourself. Well, second, uh, the second thing we can do is return to the directions. Uh, We are to return to the directions. Jesus wanted Israel to repent. To change their minds is what repentance means. It's about changing your mind because if you change your mind, you can begin to change your behavior and your actions. And He wanted Israel to change their minds about the plan and their agenda. They had all kinds of agendas about how to overthrow the Roman government or how to get back to being in God's favor. And Jesus says, your your agendas are all wrong. And you need to get back to God's agenda. Go back to the law. Go back to the prophets, Jesus says, and study them and think about them and begin to practice them. Return to the directions. A lot of times when I'm out planting in my garden, I will see something at the nursery or, you know, at, the, at Lowe's or wherever. 
And I'll, I'll think, wow, that looks really pretty. And I will go and I will buy it. And uh, I'll just think that I know where it should go. And I'll put it into, you know, the place that I think it'll look the prettiest. And, uh, you know, after a few months, I see that it's withering and dying and it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And then finally, I'll go back. And if I still have the little uh, directions that came with it, it has the plan of care. I'll read that and go, oh, well, of course, that's supposed to be on the north side of my house, not the south side of my house. Or it's supposed to only have three or four hours of sun, not all day sun. And it's always helpful to return to the directions, to the plan of care. And we, in this season of Lent, must return to the directions that God has for our lives. You might have picked up some wisdom of your own or things that you think that you could do with your life that would be better. And after a while, you recognize this isn't working. I'm not doing what God wants me to do with my life. And you return. You, you turn around. You change your mind about those things. We are to know God's plan of care for our world. And we could say it certainly isn't what we're doing now in our world. It's certainly not war. It's not shooting missiles at one another. It's not dropping bombs on uh, maternity wards and on civilians or really anybody. God doesn't want us killing anybody. It's not about destroying our climate. It's not about hating one another. It's not about greed. It's not about any of that. God has a plan of care for our world. But do we recognize it anymore? Also, God's plan for us as a church. It felt really good this morning to get out, uh, whether we were putting emergency packets of food for people in our neighborhood, if we were doing that, or if we were out in the neighborhood picking up trash. It just felt good to get together and do some things that we really haven't been able to do much of in these last two years of pandemic. To get active and get doing and to recognize God has a plan for our church. We exist to bless the Highland neighborhood with the love of Jesus through Volunteers of America and other community partnerships. That's why we are here. I had a guy at our interfaith meeting this past week who um, we were meeting in here, and he came up to me afterwards. I'm not sure what church he was with, but he said, I really like y'all's mission statement. And I had to think for a minute. First of all, where did you see that? And thank you. Um, and he said, uh, how did y'all develop that? And I said, well, on day one, when we started meeting together as a church, we said, this is what we're going to be about. There's a whole lot of other things that we could do with our lives, but this is what we are going to be about as a church. And we have stuck to that. Sometimes we've done it better than others. But we need to know why we're here and to return to God's plan, and to do that for our individual lives as well. Finally, a third thing we're to do to tend to our souls is to add nutrients or manure. Uh, that was the title today. I had another word in there, but I think Sabra changed it out uh, and fil filtered that word out. And if you look in the original Greek, it's there. Um, we are to add nutrients. The gardener, in this parable that Jesus told, he said, 
uh, look, hang on. Give me one more year. I'm going to go and I'm going to get some manure that's chock full of nutrients and I'm going to put it around the base of the tree. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to add things to it. I see what's missing and I'm going to add what it needs to be able to grow and to thrive and to be all that it needs to be. And Jesus was using this as a way to say the manure are the good works that you're to be doing. The manure, the fertilizer, is God's Word. It is uh, prayer. It is obedience to God. It is being in right relationship with God your Maker. Those are the things that you need to add to your lives, to Israel. And as we think about those today, they are things that we are to add. Yesterday, I went to uh, Lowe's to get a few things and man, it was packed. There were people, uh, lines, they usually only have one line outside. There were three different cash registers open and people were just loving to get out in the warmer temperatures and the sunshine. And I noticed that cart after cart was full of soil additives. Not just topsoil, but all the things that people recognize. I need to put these into my soil right now so that I will have a nice looking garden and have some fruit of my efforts in the coming season of summer. And we need to do that as well. We need to add the good things that God has for us to put in our lives. I hope that in this season of Lent, you've already been reading more Scripture than you would typically read. That you're spending time in the Gospels, walking with Jesus as He heads to Jerusalem, and you're paying attention to what He's doing but also prayer, that you're spending time in prayer. Maybe morning prayer, midday prayer, or evening prayer. Maybe the complete prayer before you go to bed at night. You're spending time praying. And then by doing good works like we've done here today. There's so many more good works. Uh, this past week, we had 30 or 40 immigrants uh, who are asylum seekers coming uh, here. We had more than that, but I think at one particular time there was a busload of that many. Uh, and I was able to have some conversations with a few of them, usually using my Google Translate. And I do see that we have one of our guests here today who is from Russia, from Siberia, and she is making her way uh, here. And so I was able to talk with her uh, with Google Translate. And you, you hear their stories, and it reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. We are helping people from all over the world doing the good works that God has given us to do. Well, if you read in, in the, um, what used to be the newspaper um, or online, there's always an article in there. And we have a few, or at least we have one master gardener here today. I know Sabre Scott, we might have others here. But um, they will tell you, there's a schedule you need to follow. And if you look in the articles, it'll tell you what you ought to be doing right now to prepare for the summer. There's a sense of urgency. And if you don't do these things now, then it's going to be too late once the heat gets here and scorches everything. There are things you've got to do today. What we've heard today in our Gospels are things that we need to do today. And so let us get busy doing them. Let us get busy with what God has for us 
so that one day we will look at our lives and God will look at our lives and see the fruit that is born from the work that we have done on ourselves. Let us pray.